Hey, Restoration Church, Nathan Joey sitting here, continuing yet again. What are we doing, Nathan? Church basics Church. on a monsoon. Literally, as we are speaking, a monsoon is setting in. That's kind of been the... Yeah, do you know that we set a record in Washington, D.C.? We did. for the. We had seven consecutive days of rain, the most rain we have gotten in seven days in a row ever in the history of D.C. Wow. There you go. So That's... all of you that were wondering what it's like to live in Seattle... Uh, we have experienced it in the past week, and today as we're recording this, we're experiencing it again. There it is. Part Thank of it. God for the provision of rain. Yes. Uh, as, yeah. So church basics. Here church we go. Basics. So we're, today we're going to talk about service planning. Yep. Uh, so every week we gather and we do some things, but before even answering that question, Nathan, quickly run us through the Bible of why we gather in the first place. We yes. hit this here and there, but quickly take us through gathering. Yeah, so the assembly of God's people. So this is not just something that... Uh, New Testament Christians sort of came up with in the New Testament era. This is seen all throughout Scripture. So Adam and Eve are gathering in the garden, just the two of them. Uh, on it goes. We find there's an assembly on the ark, you know, there the, is. the flood. We, right. might, we might have one today. We might have one today. <laughs> My goodness. Uh, we have an assembly as God's people are covenanted. Um, Genesis, we think through Genesis, once they covenant and become God's people, Abraham's line, his lineage, his seed, they covenant, they become the nation of Israel that is assembling as a people. Uh, they're assembling in the, in the offerings, uh, those types of things. Uh, and then after that, we find, uh, the nation of Israel, actually, I guess, assembling in Israel, I guess that would be sort of the same thing. Yeah. And then, of course, so when we show up in the New Testament, it's no surprise to us that Christians gather together in the church, which the word means, the word church, Joey, means? Assembly or called out, assembly of called out ones. There you go. Assembly so, of gathering. Yeah. yeah. So church, the word means to assemble. So if you're a Christian not assembling, that means you're not the church. It's just weird. And then finally, at the end of the Bible, we see the great assembly, Revelation 5, Revelation 7, where all tribes, all tongues, all peoples are assembly together to praise the Lamb. Yeah. So does the Bible have anything to say to us, Nathan, about what we should or shouldn't do when we gather as a church? It has quite a number <laughs> of things to say, and that's what we're going to talk about. Yeah, and so and even, even restaurants, you'll, you'll notice if I start the service or Nathan or some of the others, we'll say welcome to what? This gathering, gathering of Restoration Church. Which is really all we're saying is, is welcome to this gathering of Restoration Gathering. That's right. Right? Yes. I mean, so like we actually said it twice. Yes. So. Anyway, so that's what we're doing. The church has assembled yeah. uh, there on Sunday morning. So yeah, so we have to assemble. If you understand yourself to be a Christian, that means you're part of the church, and to be part of the church means to assemble. That means that you have to be assembling. That's right. And there's certain things we should. Which is why, by the way, the Bible says if you don't assemble, uh, it's not okay. Hebrews ten twenty five. That's right. Yeah, and the Bible has certain things to say about when we gather. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so. Yeah, there's various elements to a service, and so Joey, let's talk about this a little bit. Okay. I'll ask you some questions. You do a lot of the service planning. You most you do most all of the service planning. Yep. Uh, with a little bit of uh, insight from others, and so uh, let's just walk through some of the elements. This will be good for the person listening to this. When you come into Restoration Church, there's ways we actually have thought about this. We're not just adopting things because that's what we learn to do. That there are things going in to the service that we're trying to hit as we see in Scripture that are ordered. First off, just as a general rule, Joey, uh-huh. before we even get into the regular schedule and how it goes through, first off, what ought to be the expectation of the Christian coming in to assemble when they come in? 
How should they be thinking about this service that's about to happen? I think on the whole, they should be expecting to hear from God. Yeah. So if we gather around his word, both that is the living word, Christ, mm-hmm. and the written word, the Bible, God is speaking to us. Yeah. And so our corporate gathering is first and foremost a hearing from God and a responding to God. And so we should come with expectations that God has done, is doing, and will do something. Yeah. So therefore, as they're walking into the service, maybe even as they wake up to go into the service, they're driving in, should they ultimately be thinking about this service as a way in which they're going to go into this gathering and they're ultimately thinking about themselves, how this service is going to serve me, ultimately? Not ultimately. I mean, I think there's certainly ways that we can be served, but just like when we read the Bible, it's not ultimately about me. It's ultimately about God. And if the greatest commandment is to love God and love others, Mm -hmm. then that would be something I would want on the forefront of my mind. How can I love God and how can I love others? And maybe we should do another podcast on even kind of those things and preparing for service and all that. But it's, yes, I want to be benefited from the service, Mm -hmm. but it's not ultimately about me. And so, and even to love God and love others, that takes a little bit of preparation to before I arrive. That's right. Yeah, I, I think so often the culture that we live in it teaches us that most everything is about us, and so therefore we oftentimes think of um, these services as being there for me. They're for me, yeah. and instead we've got to start out. No, this is I'm going to gather to worship God. That's, That's right. why I'm showing up to worship God, and I'm doing that alongside my neighbor. There we go. And then thirdly, and rightfully, we should expect to be served, uh, but we're going to be served through the worship of God and the service uh, to our neighbor. So that's really important to frame your mind as you walk into that gathering, as you wake up to go into that gathering, you are going to worship God and to serve and love your neighbor as yourself, which you will be benefited, ought to be expected to be benefited. But that should set the frame of our heart as we gather. Okay. Yep. So that's setting up our, uh, that's setting up our, um, frame of mind as we walk in. So let's just walk into the service. So okay. there's a few things that we, uh, uh, that should be happening in the life of a service. Well, more yeah. than a few things. So right. let's just talk about this. Let's talk about the reading of scripture. Okay. Uh, the, does the Bible talk about reading of scripture in a gathering, in an assembly? Yeah. I mean, you, you see one, Paul instructs his letters to be read. So I think of Colossians 2, read this, le- read this letter to the church when it's gathered at Laodicea. Mm-hmm. Then Paul saw, Paul also tells Timothy, devote yourself to the public, public reading, reading of scripture. Yeah. And so there's, there's numerous ways. And then what do you see when God's people even gathered in the Old Testament? Mm-hmm. They would read his law. Yep. And so we want to have the public reading of scripture. Yes. So, so where would that be in the service? I mean, there's, there's numerous times. And so as I think about service planning, we'll talk about each one of these buckets, but I have these buckets in mind and there might be big chunks of a bucket or I might split the bucket into a couple different pieces. So it's, it's throughout the service. But when it comes to scripture reading, you'll notice one of the first things we do is read scripture. And one of the last things we typically do is read scripture. Mm-hmm. And so it's least it happening on those two, uh, the, the sermon text or will be read during or before the sermon. And then also at times, the musicians will read scripture to transition between songs. And so there's scripture readings throughout the service. Yeah, so public reading of scripture yeah. is happening every week. That's right. And I try yeah. to, I try to, if we're preaching out of the New Testament, I try to read a call to worship from the Old Testament and vice mm-hmm. versa. I don't do that every week, but I'm trying to balance Old and New Testament. So we're, over the course of our time together, we're, we're hearing from both testaments of God's word. 
Yeah, and if we understand God's word to be just that, God's word, we want to hear from him first since it's since we're primarily worshiping him, so that's why we put it right at the front end of a service. Yeah. That's right. Let him talk first and we're so we call that part of the service at the very beginning the call to worship. That's right. So this coming week we will be reading 1 Timothy 1, 15 to 17, in part because that's what God's people have always done, but also the Bible tells us that in those gatherings we ought to be reading scripture publicly. And All right. I, and, and I picked First Timothy because you're preaching Ruth. That's right. So kind of Ruth. opposite testament. There you go. Good. All right. That's one hopper. Another thing that we should be devoting ourselves in the public gathering uh, is preaching the that's, Bible. That's so right. we got reading. What about preaching? Yeah. And so obviously a, a large portion of our gathering, uh, 45 to roughly 55 minutes, is, is devoted to the preaching of God's word. Mm-hmm. And so this really is driving the it's the it's the engine of our gathering, mm-hmm. and so before I plan anything else, uh, I typically like to know what text we're preaching and if there's a theme that goes along with that because that's going to help pick some of the other stuff to make it thematic and, and helpful. But obviously, at Restoration Church, uh, the the preaching of the words goes forth every week from uh, a text or text of the Bible to expose us to what God has done, what He is doing, and what He will do. The personal work of Christ. Yeah, and so what is preaching? Preaching is the heralding, not just the explanation, mm-hmm. but the heralding of God's word as it points to the person and the work of Jesus Christ. And I'd say preaching answers the so what aspect. So mm-hmm. teaching, you could teach and it's just information. I think preaching inherently calls for a response to either convince the person who doesn't have faith to want to trust in Jesus or for the person who does have faith, build their faith. Yeah, so that answers the question, why not just get together and just read the Bible? That's right. There's not a preaching. That's right. There's not a heralding, a caruso mm-hmm. of the gospel. Yeah, caruso is the Greek word there. One example I give as it relates to that is uh, I think about the founding documents down in uh, the National Archives. There's a document there, but we have this whole institution called the Supreme Court whose entire job is to interpret that for the people so that we might know how to live under the Constitution. So in the same way, it's not simple enough just to read the text. We need to actually explain it so that people would properly respond to it. Yeah, and if you just want to preaching, go go read Acts chapter 2. The mm-hmm. first thing that happens when the church is filled with the Spirit – they preach a sermon, yep. and then it goes throughout the Bible. Preaching happens. So anyway, that's preaching. All right, so reading the Bible is in a service. Preaching the Bible is in a service when we gather together. And also, here's another one, prayer. Prayer, yes. And so it's been my experience that um, prayer is often lacking in a service. Uh, and so I've been helped by other brothers and pastors. Yeah, how do we normally use at least the services I grew up in? I, I had this conversation probably, last night when yeah. I was I was helping some people that will be facilitating service while I'm on my sabbatical, and I said, yeah. whatever you do, one, we're going to pray a lot, and do not use prayer as a transition. So it should <laughs> not it's it should not be yeah. that people close their eyes. Boom! We pray. Worship team's up on the stage. How did they get there? Yeah. We pray, and then like all these things have happened while we've yeah. prayed. Yeah. So uh, we start the prayer. Uh, we start the, the service with a prayer, uh, and then we will have – again, this is one of those buckets of prayer. I might break it up into a specific prayer of adoration, a specific prayer of confession, a specific prayer of thanksgiving. Uh, or I might just put one longer kind of prayer in the middle of the service, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or I might invite others to pray and be part of that prayer. But we're always thinking through how can we pray in adoration to God? How can we pray in confession of our sins? How can we pray in assurance of peace and pardon from God? How can we pray in terms of thanking God? And then how can we pray in terms of uh, pleading with God to continue to work? And so prayers are littered throughout our service. 
Uh, in fact, I would hope that those who are not Christians or take the name of Christians but are not truly Christians would almost be bored with how much we pray uh, because it shows our <laughs> yeah. dependence upon God. Yeah. Yeah, we, and we read in Acts chapter 2, verse 42, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And it's interesting there that he has the prayers. It would mm-hmm. seem to indicate there's some sort of formal understanding of prayers. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. nevertheless, yeah. that's what they're doing is they're devoting themselves to prayer. And there's all different kinds of prayers, not the same kind of prayers. Prayers ought not be understood as just this thing we do to transition. That's right. But we're meeting with God, seeking him in prayer. And, and I think it's important that, again, we gather as a church, and it's not just one person praying up front, but we're praying together as God's people. Yeah. So I'll, if you notice our corporate prayers use the language of us and we, yes. rarely is it me and I. And that's why often I'll have other brothers and sisters pray alongside of me uh, to, to symbolize this is a family gathering, mm-hmm. and we all have equal access to the throne mm-hmm. as we come together in that family. Which is a very Protestant understanding. Right? It is. Yeah, we're all involved yeah. in that service. That's it's right. not just the people, the professionals on the stage sort of facilitating worship, all of us, yeah. which leads us very naturally to the next thing we ought to see in a gathering and a worship service is singing. Yeah. So again, all over Scripture, uh, you have singing. God is a God who sings. Jesus gathers his disciples and he sings on the Mount of Olives. Scripture commands us time and time again to, to gather and sing. And as you all know, uh, the the command is not to make a beautiful harmony, praise be to God. <laughs> it is to make a joyful noise. Uh, and Paul in Colossians 3 yep. uh, commands us to sing, and we'll probably do a whole episode on singing, but the, the singing is is how, and it's to one another. Yeah, that's so, right. Let, yep. let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Yeah, and so I think we're going to do an episode on singing, mm-hmm. but there are thoughts in terms of what do we sing, what do we not sing, yeah. and where do we place the songs that we sing in terms of the overall service plan. But, yeah. I mean, it's important because every week, if we're singing five or six songs, and you say every song's roughly five minutes, that's 25 to 30 minutes that quite literally I am putting words in people's mouths. You know, and somebody said this in a sermon a while back, and I never stopped to think about this, but singing in a worship service is somewhat unique as it relates to Christians when we gather together. There might be chanting or something like that in some other sort of religious gathering, but it is a bit of a unique thing. I don't want to say entirely unique because uh, I can't think all worship services. I don't yeah. know them all, but uh, on the whole – Christians singing together is a beautiful, somewhat unique thing in the history of redemption as it relates to other religions in the world. So, yeah, so we've got reading the Bible, preaching the Bible, prayer, singing happening in the gathering. Also, we have the ordinances. Yeah, and so we, we talked about, uh, we've done, already done an episode on each ordinance, but at least once a month we're celebrating the Lord's Supper together. As, as often as the Lord allows and provides, we're celebrating baptism, and so those are rightly parts of our corporate gathering. If we're a covenant family, these are the initiating sign of the covenant, baptism, and the ongoing, Front door. ongoing renewal covenant mm-hmm. of Lord's Supper. And so we do that regularly. Yeah. And then also giving financially. That's right. And so giving the, the money. Yeah. The, 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 That's in the Bible? All over the Bible. 
Uh, in fact, I mean, again, read the Old Testament, and God is continually commanding his people to give. And particularly, a lot of that giving revolves around the corporate gatherings and the, the worship of their life together. And then there are commands in the New Testament to give. In fact, you see Paul in, in Corinthians uh, commanding that church how to give and how the church of Macedonia is given to help them. And so yeah. Christians are to give. And Paul speaks to Timothy about uh, how even it's right and good for those who give themselves to the teaching of the Bible to be paid yeah. by the church. Yeah, that's and so, Timothy. Yeah, yeah. so giving is a large part of our worship together. Yeah, you can read about that in 2 Corinthians 8, 1 down to 15. I can read about that in 2 Corinthians 9. talks a lot about it there as it relates to giving financially in the church. Yeah, so uh, another aspect of the service is fellowship. It is. So, again, fellowship is not just getting together and talking about sports or talking about your weekend plans or talking about whatever it might be. Fellowship in the, in the Bible is something very specific to Christ and the gospel. The word fellowship as we know it does not even come into play until after Acts chapter 2, which is when the Holy Spirit comes onto the scene. Koinonia. That's right. So there's something yeah. inside of believers, not something, I should say, someone. Yes, good <laughs> slip, good correction of the yeah. slip up. Uh, theologically, someone inside of believers dwelling us together. Mm-hmm. And so, that, b- beloved, this is one of the reasons you should show up early. Yes, so you can please. fellowship with other brothers and sisters. And, and I praise God for you, Restoration Church, you do this well after words uh not I'm, I'm not convinced every conversation afterwards is, is fellowship in terms of the bible but as, as long as we're talking about christ and the gospel responding to his word together helping each other follow jesus asking meaningful questions praying with one another uh, spontaneous prayers with one another after service all that is fellowship and that's not a that's not a throwaway or an extra thing uh we love it and i think it's biblical and right for you to stake around service mm. and be a family yeah. and talk and encourage yeah and again, just that same verse I've already read, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship. So the end to the breaking of bread and the prayers, the breaking of the bread more than likely means the Lord's Supper. That's right. Uh, and so we've described all those. And so the fellowship is, is they, they're fellows in the ship of the gospel, right? That's what we're doing. I just, did I just make that up? You may have. And I, I don't good. know that it works, but we'll go with it because it's <laughs> raining outside and we could use a ship. There we go. Just... We might need a ship. Back to it. So, Joey, let's just do something before we Re- close. Real quick, I have yep. one more yep. that, that uh, serving. Yep. So employing our gifts from God to mm-hmm. serve. So there are people mm-hmm. that gather with our church each week yes. that may need, so may not be in the the larger family gathering, yeah. but they're taking care of the family kids. Yep. Uh, they're they're making sure that the the people that come teaching in, them. teaching the kids, discipling the children, mm-hmm. and and I think that's a part uh, an important part of our corporate worship together. Mm-hmm. That each week I may not be in the main service, but I'm using the gifts God has given me to facilitate that service happening. And to care for the the children that God has entrusted to our care, yeah. and so sure. uh, I praise God for all that we talked about deacons and those that that organize and schedule. That I praise God for that. That that is a part of our for, our corporate gathering together, yeah. serving so. one another. That's right. Yeah, serving one another. And there's so many ways in which we're serving one another. Those that's preaching are serving the people. Those that's doing music, they're serving. Those that's doing slide advancing those slides. Think about yeah. there's somebody back there that's actually serving you, so you can read the Bible that way. Uh, the yeah. people handing out stuff, the people yeah. doing security. Uh, I mean, so many ways in which we're serving one another. All right, so let's do this. Let's walk through one service, Joey, shall we? Okay, yeah, go to for it. To talk about how all this sort of comes together as one example so that when people come on Sunday, they would know that th- 
this is we're thinking through this way, thinking through all the different ways in which we can worship God, serve our neighbor, and be benefited ourselves. And so here we go. All right. Coming up this Sunday, we're going to have a call to worship from First Timothy one fifteen to seventy. I should note, by the way, our brother Daniel Bergener is going to be facilitating service. So Joey, talk about that. We kind of have a service leader. That's a little different. It is. Most churches uh, that are the music guy kind of normally yeah, does it. Yeah, you kind of have a, a music pastor or a worship. They call him, typically call him a worship pastor, and he's the one that gets the service going and kind of gets around. Then you have the preacher guy. He does his thing, and then the worship pastor comes back up, which mm-hmm. there's not n- fine. Yep. nothing inherently wrong. That's, we we our, even have a little bit to do that ourselves. Yeah, our, in our mother church, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, Daniel yeah, Creswell, absolutely. the worship pastor. Yeah. Uh, but we have chosen to go about it with a service leader. Uh, one, uh, we think it's right, good, and wise to have pr- predominantly a pastor leading the service in all aspects. And so I do that as I put the service together. You do that through preaching. And I think it's good to model that by having one of the pastors, elders of the church, lead the service. But on occasion, we'll have other men uh, lead the service as well. Like we said, Daniel Bergener's leading this one this coming That's Sunday. That's right. And so it's an important role of essentially what they are. They are a tour guide of the gospel. And so our goal each week, at least my goal, is undistracting excellence so we can focus on Jesus. And so the facilitator is helping us connect one of those buckets, praying, to the other bucket like singing or giving, and and helping people understand, either explicitly or implicitly, how are these things connected. Mm -hmm. And so it's not like, okay, now that we have... You know, we have finished singing one song, be seated, and let's go to God in prayer. Yeah. Now that we have finished praying, let's stand up and sing another song. Yeah. So it's hopefully seamless. We're not, you know, we can always grow and get better, but that's the yeah. goal is that we're we're giving a story of the gospel in our gathering yeah, together. Tying all that together. Yeah. Yeah, tying it together, pulling it together so that people would undistractingly as much as we can uh, worship the Lord. That's so right. uh, Daniel's right. going to start off this Sunday with a welcome. What's going on there? That's right. Just a welcome to let Christians, members of our church, hey, we're here. Typically, I try to re- say this is why we gather. Then we also want to welcome uh, guests mm-hmm. or even non-Christians. So mm-hmm. I want to acknowledge from the very beginning there are people there that might have more questions. They do answers, and it's a good, safe place for them to be. Yeah, yeah. Also, we're reminding each other why we're gathering you know, so welcome to another gathering of Restoration Church. We gather here every week, Lord willing, in order to worship the resurrected Jesus. He That's resurrected right. on a Sunday, so we gather on a Sunday. Right. Say something yeah. like that. That's right. Just to remind us, because we forget most of this service. While we have a service once a week to remember, remind ourselves. So yeah, there's that welcome, and uh, also from there we're gonna have we're gonna let God sort of speak first, as it were, uh, in the call to worship, and He'll be reading First Timothy one fifteen to seventeen. We talked about that a little bit. There's the public reading of Scripture. That will transition then into singing. That's right. We've got three songs that are going to be sung there at the front end. To the King, God of Wonders, How Great Thou Art. And so you'll notice, one, if you go read 1 Timothy 1, 15 through 17, it talks about the immortal, invisible king. Mm -hmm. So that's a tie right into To the King. To the King. Immortal, invisible. They they certainly don't want me singing on this podcast. Uh, But to the king, and that transitions. The the first couple songs, I always try to make them to be vertical Mm -hmm. and just expressing adoration of God. Yeah, uh, it's just good. a good reminder from the very outset of the service to remember who God is. Yeah, we'll so yeah. He's the King, and He's a God of Wonders. And then we're going to go into so those two songs are kind of more more modern ish. Uh, but then we'll go to How Great Thou Art. Mm-hmm. And so, again, another it's a hymn mm-hmm. about how great our God is. Yeah, good. And so, 
that will then transition us. Now, this is a little bit of a different it service. Is. It yeah, is. This is not the normal service. That's the, the other thing about like so when I because I have those buckets. Yep. We don't have a like one, two, three every week. Yep. I have those buckets, and there's a general flow. But because this week we have family worship Sunday, I can do things a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. So we can push it maybe a little earlier yep. up into mm-hmm. the uh, service, the preaching that is up that, earlier. That's right. Yeah. So this time, this time, this week we're moving right into the sermon. So, uh, so. I will come on up this week, and I will preach an overview of Ruth. So uh, I will likely pray at that point. That's so right. we've prayed now a couple times at this point. There's may have been, by the way, some prayers in between those songs right. from the music leader. That's right. Yeah, but uh, I'll come up. Uh, you know, historically, most of the time, this is when we're dismissing the children so that they can go and hear a word from them for the Lord for themselves, mm-hmm. where the older kids are going back to be discipled. But here, I'll be preaching from Ruth. So here we go. I'll pray, yeah. read some of the Bible, preach. That's right. Uh, and then after I'm done, this is one of the things I pay most close attention to when I'm preaching is I'm taking a look. I'm try, trying to pay close attention to the song of response. We want to try to respond to the preaching of the word in a way that fits what we just preached. That's right. So that this week is I will glory in my Redeemer. That's right, which uh, I believe fits the text of uh, the overall message of sovereign redemption through the kinsman redeemer mm-hmm. of Boaz. And so the ultimate redeemer is Christ. And so we are going to glory in him as we respond to his word. Yeah, good. Then uh, our brother Daniel will come up and he will offer a prayer. Now, we're, this prayer is normally a little bit longer. That's right. So this oftentimes pr- call it the pastoral prayer. But yeah, so this prayer might be eight, ten minutes. Mm-hmm. And so it'll it'll walk through adoration of God, confession of sin, thanksgiving, supplication. This is when we pray for other churches, the gospel going forth among us, our neighbors and nations, praying for members by name. All those types of things will happen in that prayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then after that, this is pretty normal for us. We'll have the offering that will come after that. This is where we have already talked about that. Sure, where we yeah. give the opportunity to give back a piece of what God has given to us. Uh, yeah, this is an important part of worship. And in, in the bulletin, you'll notice it's called worship through giving. That's right. Yeah. So this is not sort of we're stopping worshiping at this point. So to kind of pass the back so we could kind of pay our bills. That's right. Uh, we understand this to be worship. So worshiping through giving. And then after that, on this occasion, we're going to come back up and sing again. Uh, we're going to sing, Come Ye Souls by Sin Afflicted, followed yeah. by Grace So Glorious. That's right. So on the back end, having having prayed, confessed our sins, gospel of assurance, again, singing that, um, you know, we don't ever want every song just to be upbeat and glorious and awesome. There, there's hardship. There's lament. There's mm-hmm. there's sin I've been Different convicted of, of and those types of things. Yep. But then we do that, and we confess it again, but then we come back, and we're mindful, and we leave mm-hmm. with the grace so glorious. Beneath the cross, there is no yeah. shadow of sin or shame. Yeah, so we're sort so, of celebrating it, right? But it's right. like we're ending on just celebrating this grace of God. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And then we'll typically take a moment of reflection. That can look different ways, yep. but we don't want to leave without can at least briefly considering what's mm-hmm. happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's very rare that people actually get a moment of silence in their life. Yeah, it, it's money because I'll, I'll try to leave that time for about maybe a minute. Yeah. And even for myself sometimes, it's amazing how awkward it can begin to feel. Yeah. Uh, just a minute, like 60 seconds of yeah. silence yeah. is weird to us. Yeah, I mean, God tells us, be still before me. This is a time when we as a body, as a corporate family, come together and we're still together, just giving us a little bit of time right after the service to not just say amen and then off we go into the chatter, which will, which is wonderful, but we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. But like it's a good time to just sort of sit and stew for a second That's right. on all that we've just done. And that will be followed by a benefit. Woo! 
Wow. wow. That was loud. Did you battle. hear that? There you go. And that was loud. And then uh, <laughs> followed by a benediction. That will close the service. That's right. Benediction. Uh, it can either be sometimes nine times out of ten it's going to be scripture yep. just read. Sometimes we might come back and sing a chorus of a song or something like that. But that's yeah. the benediction, the departing word of going. And yeah, go out. Go out. Live the word. Yeah. And then we fellowship. Yeah, and then we fellowship. Yeah, there's times together in that word. Hopefully there's plenty of conversations, you know. Uh, talking about something in the service or just how people are doing and checking up on each other, praying for each other. It's common to see people. I noticed this. I've done this myself. It's common to see people in the hall stopping and praying for each other. Right. I love that. Oh, yeah. People with the Bible open, you know, st- mm-hmm. pointing at a verse, you know, something like that. Or they just may be saying, hey, you want to get together for a go to lunch afternoon? You know, that's, that's great, right. too. That's right. So, yeah, yeah all good things. Yeah. yeah so. All good things. And thus is a service. Now, meanwhile, through all this is happening, we have – you know, the uh, people that are greeting, as we've already mentioned, the children's uh, workers, the, all different things are happening around the sound workers. Yeah, it's amazing with just a little church of over a little over 100 people. Yeah. Uh, one, how many gifts from God it takes yeah. to gather in a way with undistracting excellence to worship Christ. Yeah. Uh, I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, all we need is the word and the preaching of the word. Yeah. Uh, but God and his kindness has given our church many gifts that we might come together yeah. as a family. Such an important Thing It is the and, – and by the way, do it on the first day of the week. That's the day that Christ rose from the dead. That's why we worship. That's why people, the Jews, were used to worship on Saturdays, then pushed, shifted it to sound, uh, Sunday. You can see that in Acts chapter 20 they're doing that. And so uh, we start our week thinking and worshiping God to orient the rest of our week. And so if we don't do that, we're not regularly gathering. We miss out on so much that we just walk through. Yeah. So there it is. Anything else to add? I'd say uh, the only other thing I'd say is is typically in our services you'll 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 see that the overall shape I try to shape as much as I can. The overall service is also a biblical story mm-hmm. of God, man, Christ, response, God, mm-hmm. or creation, rebellion, redemption, restoration. So we're getting the gospel story not only in the words that we say, but also in the shape. Of our gathering together, yeah. so it doesn't always work out that clean. Yeah. But you'll notice it. That's that's kind of what's happening. And we come back after that midweek in community groups to reflect on what we have talked about and get ready for what's coming ahead. Yeah. And just week after week after week, that's how Christians grow. That's right. That's how they grow and their love for God and their love for neighbor is in these assemblies. And brother, thank you. And we should also say a special thank you to Daniel Kim, uh, who yeah. also helps you write and pick choosing yes. songs as a deacon of music. So brother, thank you for your work on this. And uh, for all of you that are listening to this that do so much that make it possible for us to gather and worship the Lord, we're grateful. I'll see you, Lord willing, on Sunday to worship, to go right through this.